Welcome back to Otani Comes to America. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. And here's what happened this week with Otani. So, to start off the week, the Angels had Monday off, a day of rest for Otani, even though he already gets two days a week off to rest anyway, the day before and after he pitches. So lazy. <laughs> <laughs> After Monday, they started a series against the Rockies on Tuesday, the Colorado Rockies, that is, and because they're in Colorado, they play in Coors Field, which is a big hitter's ballpark. Yeah, it's been known to be a hitter's ballpark mostly because of the elevation. You want to break that down as to what that means? All right, guys, uh, get your goggles on. We're going to do some math. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, goggles. Coors Field in Denver, Colorado actually sits 5,186 feet above sea level. And I believe there's like this row of seats somewhere like in the center field bleachers that's a different color. And that's supposed to mark uh, the line that's a mile above sea level. So if you're sitting there, you're pretty high. So a mile above sea level is... 5,280 feet. It's like 100 feet, basically, to the regular field level. To put into perspective how crazy that amount is of altitude, the average altitude of all 30 ballparks in baseball is 509.77 feet. So again, we just said Coors Field is 5,186 feet above sea level. Somehow they like built it on top of Mount Everest. (laughs) (laughs) On top of that's that you take out Coors Field and Chase Field in Arizona, which is the second largest at 1,061 feet above sea level. And the average of the 30 ballparks drops to 323 feet. Basically, it's just so insanely above anything else. Air is thinner, which means the ball flies with no restraint. So it just flies through. And a calculation actually measures that the ball will fly 33 feet more than it would in a regular, let's say, 500 foot above sea level ballpark, which is crazy. On top of Coors Field being a hitter's ballpark, it's also the first National League stadium that Otani's played in. American League teams don't usually play National League teams, at least not that often. About 20 of the 163 games per season is interleague play between the two leagues. And this means there's a different set of rules we probably have mentioned before. There is no designated hitter like there is in the AL. So pitchers have to hit. They don't want uh they the Angels don't want to play Otani in the field because of injuries and he's a pitcher, two way player. They're trying to take care of him. This means that he would pitch if it lines up. The other way that um he could come up is as a pinch hitter or pinch runner, which I doubt they do. Um, which means that since the pitcher is pitching, they don't want him to hit because they're usually not good. They could put him in to substitute the pitcher for one of the spots. That happened during the Rockies series and Altani pinch hit. On Tuesday, which was May 8th, he grounded out during his pinch hit appearance, but on Wednesday, he got his first pinch hit. On Thursday, the Angels returned home for a series against the Twins, 
And in that game, Altani hit a home run, his fifth of the season, and an RBI double in the same game. Then on Friday, Otani had a single, which ended up meaning that he's had a hit in 15 of his first 17 starts as a batter in the DH position, which is pretty amazing. After Friday's game, since Otani was actually scheduled to pitch on Sunday, which means the Angels give Otani Saturday and Monday off, which are the games before and after he pitches, like we mentioned before. Unless he's pitching a different day. Unless he's pitching a different day. So yeah, he went to the mound on Sunday. He only gave up three hits in six and a third innings, and he only walked two. And struck out 11 batters. Five in a row at one point. The Angels ended up winning the game, but Otani didn't get the official win. Like, if you look at pitchers' records, they have, over the course of a season, X amount of wins and losses. And that's not just determined by if the team wins the game when they're pitching. So in order for you as a pitcher to get the win, you would have to pitch at least five full innings. And exit the game with the lead. Or in this case, if you leave runners on base like Otani had just walked someone in this instance, then you're accountable for those runners on base. So if they score, that gets charged as an earned run to you. And in this case, Otani walked someone and that person scored. And at that point in the game, in the seventh inning, that gave the Twins the lead. And the Angels later came back, but Otani didn't get the official win because of that, even though he pitched a really amazing game in general. Part of the reason why he was removed was that he had thrown 103 pitches, which is the most he's thrown in a game so far this season. When you get past 100 pitches, your arm typically starts to get a little more tired. I'm sure if you had asked Otani during the game, he would have said to keep him in. And he said after that, he understood why he was taking out, especially because he gave up a two-run home run in the seventh inning in his last start, which could have potentially happened again. But, you know, you got to make those calls either way. Yeah, it's a, it's a manager decision. Again, we're going to keep mentioning it probably until next year. They're playing everything super safe with him. Once he reaches that 100 pitch, they're probably going to take him out. Probably even if he was throwing a no-hitter, <laughs> just to keep his arm safe. This was also the second double-digit strikeout game of Otani's MLB career and lowered his ERA to 3.58. We had said before that in April he had a 4.40 ERA overall, so he's definitely improving. He's also struck out 43 batters in 32 and two-thirds innings this season, which broke the Angels' franchise record for strikeouts in a pitcher's first six games, previously held by Bo Belinsky. The God. <laughs> so, to recap, Otani, a two-way player, has a 3.58 ERA for pitching, and at the plate, he's hitting 348 with five home runs, 16 RBIs in 69 at-bats, which is pretty amazing for a two-way player. It's pretty good. It could be better if he wasn't as lazy and stuff, <laughs> getting more at-bats, but it's pretty solid. Speaking of that laziness, quote-unquote, which we're just joking about, Mike Sosha, the Angels manager, has said that the Angels are thinking about, maybe a little later on, 
if it's possible for them to get more out of Otani and maybe they'll switch him to every six days at some point instead of every seven days. And Sosha said that in the big picture of where I think we will need to be with our rotation, it's going to be very helpful if he can come back and pitch on that sixth day. And people have also been talking about if they can get Otani hitting more too, like if he can hit at like the day after he pitches or what. One final thing on Sunday's game, the batter that Otani walked in the seventh, uh, Logan Morrison, he thinks that Otani is going to be someone special, that he has capabilities of doing something that no one's ever done. Morrison went on to say that what Otani's doing on the mound and at the plate probably makes him the best player in the world. Which is a big statement, especially coming from Morrison. Morrison, he's one of those MLB talkers. I don't know how much you guys are into baseball, but there was this whole controversy last year during the Home Run Derby where Morrison was not happy about not being invited to the Home Run Derby. He was one of the leaders, top three in home runs. Yankees catcher Gary Sanchez was probably somewhere in the middle of the pack in home runs, and he was invited. Morrison went on to shame his uh, Devil Rays, Tampa Bay Rays, saying that he knows he plays for the Rays and that, I guess, their fan base isn't that powerful compared to the Yankees, obviously, that if he was in the Derby, he would have excelled and probably won it, blah, blah, blah. He's now part of the Twins, I should mention. He got into an argument, I guess, with a Yankees fan, and he was actually quoted in the stand yelling to a fan that you can't fix stupid. He's not a person that's liked by Yankee fans, but he is a baseball player. He is a great home run hitter. And if he's saying that about Otani, it means something. And maybe especially so since he's such a trash talker. So overall, a solid week for Otani. Hit another home run, got his first pinch hit, had a great pitching start. The Angels have a big series coming up this week against their AL West division rivals, the Houston Astros, last year's World Series champions. And they're hoping to catch some ground because they're only a game behind and they could potentially take the lead in the division. Otani won't be pitching against them since he just pitched and he won't even be hitting the first game on Monday against the Astros. But hopefully Tuesday and Wednesday... He can make a dent. Then the rest of the week, the Angels play the Rays. Speaking of Logan Morrison, Otani will probably pitch again next Sunday. That does it for this week's episode. Tune in every Monday for new episodes of Otani Comes to America. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. And we'll see you next week. Peace, peace.